She look better than Beyonce, Alicia Keys, Holly Berry, Miss Jolie. Where she's from? No idea. That girl's an alien. And if I die before I wake, I pray that I'm in outer space. Fly away. So let's go. Hey, hey, it's your girl KV, and I'd like to welcome you back to the Hood Health Report. So, you know, obviously took a couple weeks off, just had some schoolwork that I had to catch up on, some papers to turn in, and then just, you know, had to protect my mental. A lot of things kind of just transpired over the past couple of weeks that, you know, I just had to sit down and take some deep breaths and get back to me before I get back to you. This episode, we're going to get into Area 51, Ancestors with Dia de los Muertos. And lastly, we're going to talk about AI and what that is doing to public health. So let's jump right in. Uh, who said that? There are no reports, according to CNN, of any alien sightings. Thank you for clearing that up. 51. Thank you for making it clear. We're talking about 2,000 people who flooded into Nevada after a call on Facebook to storm Area 51. About 200 of them have made it to the main gate, but that obviously a much smaller number than the nearly 2 million who had pledged to raid the U.S. Air Facility. Uh, Air Force facility in Nevada. You just can't trust folks that stay on their word. They can't come through. Two million said they'd be there. 200 made it to the gate. All right, so the local sheriff says two people were arrested for minor issues, including one alcohol-related arrest and another for indecent exposure. Uh, The sheriff said there was uh, also a rollover accident with injuries. The U.S. Navy has confirmed videos purported to show that UFOs are indeed real. Now, a Navy spokesman doesn't refer to them as such. They call them unidentified aerial phenomena, not unidentified flying objects, for whatever reason. All right, with us now to discuss, Leroy Chow, retired NASA astronaut. Leroy, you know, we're the per- you're the person we turn to for all of this. Good morning to you. Good morning. All right, so let's start here with uh, the Area 51 uh, storming of 200 people at, at the gates. <laughs> You know, Area 51, of course, uh, the best known secret military base, I think, in the world, probably, uh, purported to have all kinds of things there. But uh, I believe, uh, without, you know, any knowledge myself, but I would, of course, it's just a secret base that does all kinds of classified programs there. So as you heard, 200 of them crazy people got to the gates of Area 51, trying to storm the place and find the aliens, find the aliens at Area 51. <laughs> what y'all think y'all think you know area 51 got the aliens and the ufos and all that or y'all think it's just genuinely where they test out special aircraft special aircraft you know which is it the world may never know skeletons painted faces and lots of sweet treats no it's not halloween it's dia de los muertos or Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead is a holiday celebrated in Mexico and some parts of Latin America that honors and commemorates death. It combines indigenous rituals with the Catholic holidays of All Souls and All Saints Day. It's believed that the spirits of the dead are allowed to visit their families on October 31st and leave on November 2nd. 
Candles and flowers line the cemeteries and streets to guide loved ones to their homes. During that time, families and friends prepare food, make altars, and decorate gravestones to pay respects to the deceased. Parades are held and children eat candies to celebrate the lives once lived. Dia de los Muertos. A lot of people are preparing for Dia de los Muertos. They're, you know, preparing altars with their loved ones' things or their favorite foods or their favorite drinks to leave out to welcome them back into the space. So, you know, if you hear a little tap tap in the night, don't be afraid. It might be a loved one coming on back to to greet you to say hey to make sure you're doing okay so this brings up an interesting topic of just how death is viewed across different cultures and religions here in america it's viewed so sad it's such a somber thing people wear all black and once you're gone it's kind of there's 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 no formal celebration to 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 welcome you to to welcome you into the space you know some people might celebrate birthdays and things like that but there's no traditional means to do so so check up on that google that if you want more information and how to prepare the altars and if you ever see like the skulls that have the multicolors or the white face and all of the painted faces that's uh, the, the traditional paint for the festival of Dia de los Muertos or Day of the Dead. I know here in Memphis, the Brooks Museum has a parade and everything going on this Saturday, which I'm thinking about attending. So if you're interested, there's definitely things going on throughout the cities. Just Google it in your local area and find out a little bit more about it. You know, I think it's very important to learn about other cultures and not be afraid of the unfamiliar so over in sweden people are getting implants in their hands to replace cash and credit cards like glorified smartwatches the chips help swedes monitor their health and even replace key cards to allow them to enter office buildings so they insist that the technology is safe but that has not stopped alarm bells from ringing, with some fearing a link to a doubling in cybercrime in the country over the last decade. So one scientist, he praised the definitely exciting potential health benefits of the accurate health metrics that can be taken from inside of the body, but he also fears that the mass of highly personalized data and, you know, what they're going to do with it. How is it going to be used with all of the cyber attacks, with all of the hacking? Now they can just hack into everything, your entire life, your heartbeat, all of your credit card numbers, well, your buildings and homes, your whole life. So there's definitely some concerns. He asked the question, who owns the data? Do I get a letter from my insurance company saying premiums are going up before I know I'm ill? If I use the chip to buy lunch, go to the gym and go to work, will someone have all this info about me? Is this stored and is it safe? So the trend coincides with Sweden's march towards going cashless, with notes and coins making up 1% of Sweden's economy. At the same time, the country has seen a dramatic decrease in some crimes, with just two bank robberies last year compared to 110 in 2008. 
So, I mean, um, if Sweden want to play guinea pigs with credit card chips in their hands, let them do it. I'm sure it'll be some weird-ass people over here that, if they haven't already, that will want to do it as well. But just keep that shit over there, really. I don't have time. I ain't getting nothing implanted in me. You can't even implant no birth control in me. So you damn sure ain't finna implant no microchip to hold all my card information so a nigga can high-five me and hack all my shit? No, thank you. So next up in the news, we got MIT built a snake robot that slithers inside your brain. So this robot snake is designed to treat the immediate symptoms of strokes and aneurysms. It's a robotic device in the shape of a thread controlled by magnets. The idea, use this terrifying snake thread to clear the blood clots in the brain that often manifest in the aftermath of a stroke or an aneurysm. Currently, this sort of surgery is done using catheters manually threaded by surgeons. This snake-like device could be a pathway to a more efficient form of treatment because with this sort of operation, time is of the essence. Stroke is the number five cause of death and a leading cause of disability in the United States. If acute stroke can be treated within the first 90 minutes or so, patient survival rates could increase significantly. If we could design a device to reverse blood vessel blockage within this golden hour, we could potentially avoid permanent brain damage. That's our hope. The snake robot is easier to navigate than a catheter and smaller, which means it can glide through areas of the brain with a smaller diameter. So this is one of those things where it's like, you know, as creepy as it is, this technology could be life changing and it could literally save thousands and millions of lives eventually so per usual i will definitely keep you updated on when they get these trial data out once we see you know is it really doing its job or is it malfunctioning and shocking niggas brains you know we's gonna see introducing the lumi by pampers connected baby care system a high-definition video monitor and a baby activity sensor work together to show you what you need to know about your baby at a glance, so you can make decisions with confidence from day one. The sensor automatically tracks wet diapers and sleep 24-7, so you'll never wonder how much sleep baby's getting. Together with the monitor and details you enter like feeding, Lumi gives you an up-to-date overview of your baby and it's easy to share. Seeing their unique habits and patterns can help you create a routine that works for your baby. After all, routines help babies get more sleep, and that makes everyone happy, especially baby. And when you're on the go, real-time tracking helps you know if she needed to go before you unbundle the both of you. And speaking of on the go, the app lets you check in on baby from anywhere. And check out dad's moves too. Lumi's more than a baby monitor. With notifications and background audio, it's the all-in-one system that helps you track your baby's unique feeding, sleep, and diapering routines 24-7. So you can go beyond just sight to true insight. Lumi by Pampers. So yeah, again, you know, technology that's 
you know, created with the best of intentions to be more efficient for any type of health needs. With this one in particular, you know, with you tracking your baby's sleep and potty patterns. So, again, this is a very interesting innovation. Um, me, myself, being like 23% conspiracy theorist, I just don't know how I feel about putting a sensor on my baby's crotch just to, you know, be there. I just don't feel like those type of rays and waves need to be anywhere on my baby, you know? Anyway, even if this is, you know, wonderful creation, like... I'll stick with the camera to see when they stirring around and when they waking up and you know they got those little diapers that the the designs wipe away when they wet so you can know when the baby wet from that so you know um in the future whenever I have some children I think I'll pass on this technology but I will definitely keep an eye on that as well and see what the research says and they have a waiting list right now for the women who would like to try this once it is launched. So I'll definitely keep an eye on that as well and see how the mothers are responding to such technology and how much that shit cost. Next up, we got CNN Business reports that Elon Musk is making implants to link the brain with a smartphone. So similar to those little chips in the hand that the Swedes are doing, Elon Musk wants to insert a Bluetooth-enabled implant into your brain, claiming the device could enable telepathy and repair motor function in people with injuries. Neuralink, a startup founded by Musk, says the devices can be used by those seeking a memory boost or by stroke victims, cancer patients, quadriplegics, or others with congenital defects. The company says up to 10 units can be placed in a patient's brain. The chips will connect to an iPhone app that the user can control. The devices will be installed by a robot built by the startup. Musk said the robot when operated by a surgeon, will drill two millimeter holes in a person's skull. The chip part of the device will plug the hole into the patient's skull. The interface to the chip is wireless, so you have no wires poking out of your head. That's very important, must have added. <laughs> Don't want to, you know, walk around looking like an alien or nothing like that. Trials could start before the end of 2020. Musk said, likening the procedure to LASIK eye correction surgery, which requires local anesthetics. Musk has said the latest project is an attempt to use artificial intelligence to have positive effect on humanity. He has previously tried to draw attention to AI's potential harm to humans. So of course, you know, some people do not think this is a good idea. They said, the idea of entrusting big enterprise with your brain data should create a certain level of discomfort for society, said Daniel Newman, principal analyst at Futurum Research. While the technology could help those with some type of brain injury or trauma, gathering data from raw brain activity could put people in great risk and could be used to influence, manipulate, and exploit them. Who has access to this data? Is this data shared with third parties? People need to be in full control over their data. 
So then the article goes on to talk about how the tech industry is coming under heightened scrutiny over how it handles data. So recently, of course, all of the Facebook things with how Facebook has been analyzing your data to manipulate your feed and whether you get good or bad posts and kind of see how people play off of that and what their next posts are after that. Facebook definitely got in trouble for that, had to pay a bunch of money. And also Bulgaria, their entire system was hacked. Their government system was hacked. So, of course, there are concerns when people get into chips and implants, collecting data from you around the clock, like... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And then the article also went on to say that Tesla has also suffered data leaks. So, you know, people are like, look, your other, your other tech companies done had data leaks. Why are we going to trust you to implant people with something and not have a data leak? So that's the price we pay for being so industrialized and having these resources to do so much. You know, we start using... <laughs> start we continue and go to more drastic measures of using people as guinea pigs for the sake of seeing if these things work or not you know granted sometimes we get great medicine great technology out of it and sometimes we get you know a lot of messed up people out there you know Next up, CNN Business reports that Google agrees to pay $13 million in Street View privacy case. The agreement, if approved by a judge, would resolve a 2010 suit over the Street View's program's privacy violations, ending nearly a decade of legal challenges related to the issue. Street View is a feature that lets users interact with panoramic images of locations around the world that launched in 2007. The legal action began when several people whose data was collected sued Google after it admitted the cars photographing neighborhoods of Street View had also gathered emails, passwords, and other private information from Wi-Fi networks in more than 30 countries. The company initially called the data collection a mistake. However, investigators found Google engineers built software and embedded it into the Street View vehicles to intentionally intercept the data from 2007 to 2010, according to court documents. So in 2013, a similar case was brought against Google and they had to pay out $7 million. And at that point, they agreed to destroy the data collected through the Street View and launched a campaign to teach people how to protect their information from Wi-Fi snooping. The company had previously agreed to halt the collection of the network data by the vehicles. So, <laughs> you know, the nerve of them, you know, steal your data and then be like, you know, damn, my bad, you know, here's how to keep us from stealing your data. Like, you would really tell us everything that we could do to keep you from stealing our data, like... <sighs> just the most ridiculous shit ever and then once again asking them to delete the data so there's like okay why are we telling them to delete data that they should have deleted over five years ago so allegedly they have not deleted this data or they've still been collecting data and you know it's nuts because i have definitely used the google view it's definitely come down my street and definitely has a picture of my house on that mug so you know, it's scary to think, you know, dang, did they steal my data too? Did they take all of my information as well? So, you know, another thing to be aware of. Hell, I guess. What are you going to do? 
So the current agreement includes monetary relief for the 22 original plaintiffs, but not for additional class members. The remaining money will be distributed to eight organizations dedicated to data privacy and consumer protection. And Google denies any wrongdoing, which is laughable at the least. Like you had these people build this software to embed into the Google Street View. So they're supposed to just be taking pictures to put up online to help people identify things. And whole time they snapping pictures and snapping all your information in the meantime. So it's a hot mess. And, you know, they were scrutinized for saying that they only wanted to give the relief to the 22 original plaintiffs but they said if they kept the court case going and let all of the people who were affected file for it then there would be no money so let us just give somebody some money instead of everybody no money basically that whole equifax data breach they try to avoid that whole mess so hot mess nonetheless but yeah while we're on the topic of google They recently had to suspend their facial recognition research after reportedly targeting homeless black people. So in a nutshell, they've been trying to train AI to not be racist because because the people that are programming the things are so racist that it's getting embedded into the AI. So they have to try to make the AI cultured. And with that, they have to get more facial recognition of African-American people. So instead of conducting their research ethically, they went straight to homeless black persons and students because they knew that they would need the money. And it was only like a $5 gift card for participating in this research study. And so, you know, once... The IRB, I guess, once once the big people found out what was going on, they shut all of that down. They don't play that mess. You know, ever since the Tuskegee syphilis study, which we will have an episode on later, we, we've had to put a lot of things into play to make sure that people aren't being cruel and vicious and have malintent when they do this research. So you have to conduct these things ethically. Another reason that they were targeting homeless people was they would be more reluctant to talk to the press about the research. You know, that's just dirty. You know, that's just low, just preying on homeless people because they know that they need the money. So any bit of money, they're like, okay, what do I got to do? And you're conducting this research so unethically. So, and and this was um, research that they were conducting for their upcoming Pixel 4 smartphones. So all of you Google phone lovers who might have been getting that Pixel 4 phone, just know that this is the blood on the hands that come with it. So while we're on the topic of facial recognition, BBC News reports that facial recognition checks failed to work for dark skin. So basically this article is just describing how the facial recognition tests haven't been able to pick up features on black people. And I don't know if you guys saw recently where one young man, young black man, had submitted his passport application and they sent it back because they said that his mouth was open when his mouth was indeed closed, but they couldn't recognize that um, he had lips, basically. They couldn't recognize that he had lips, so... They thought his mouth was open and rejected his application. So 
it's definitely research that needs to be done, but research that is done ethically and not just, you know, rushing to do something because you're trying to fit some requirements real quick. And lastly in the news, an African-American couple creates a new social media platform for students worldwide. Dwight and Angelique Morrison are the co-founders of PS Remember, a new social media platform that connects students in over 100 countries. Through its unique and powerful search engine, PS Remember allows students currently attending or who have previously attended high school or college to find each other. With over 2.5 million schools in its database, students now have the ability to communicate like never before. Users find their former classmates from many years ago in various countries including Mexico, USA, Brazil, Australia, France, India, Ghana, Nigeria, Jamaica, Colombia, South America, and many more. Both Dwight and Angelique aspire to connect all the students in the world on one platform. Subsequently, through their efforts, they also hope to inspire the new generation of young people, especially African Americans, to dream big, work hard, and make their dream a reality. So I thought this was super cool because it would allow you to find your classmates or anybody that you might have went to school with in particular. And with my 10-year reunion coming up in a couple years, that would definitely be a big help to just be able to grab all the information and catch everybody at once. So y'all be on the lookout for PS Remember. Look that up. Show some love towards Angelique and Dwight Morrison. And join PS Remember for free. So that concludes this week's episode. Per usual, stay hood and stay healthy. Bye.